An engineer and a pharmacist walk into a coffee shop. No, it's not a joke. Today, it's the story of how married professionals turn their passion for coffee into a family business. I'm Matt Mowry, Executive Editor of Business NH Magazine. And I'm Nathan Carroll, Chief Growth Officer of Granite Media Group and founder of Cardinal Consulting. And welcome to BizCast NH. Matthew. Yes. You know what's um you know what's kind of uh, intense sometimes? I mean this is probably I have there's probably such a, whole a litany list. of oh, lists God. going oh, in my wait, head. Wait, wait, wait. Did I ask the wrong question? Well, we I are was, a family friendly show, so why don't you guide me a little bit here? Yes. Better? Yeah, what I was thinking is it's uh, the intensity of sort of balancing parenting and life with say a new business venture, oh, which of course yes. our guests will get into today as well, but um, we've had a little bit of that ourselves. Yes, yeah? mm? it is so different from going from being the the employee to yeah. then being in charge of everything and realizing, oh, weekends, what are those? No, nope. I vaguely remember no time off. No more. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, and, and I'll be interested about your experience because mm. we're at different places. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I have uh, an eleven and fourteen year old. Mm-hmm. So I think the fourteen year old is more than happy to have some more independence that I'm not over him constantly. <laughs> but my 11-year-old, he's so sweet, you know, the other day, he goes, I think this was on a Sunday, he's like, Dad, you're not working today, right? You worked a lot yesterday. Uh, I'm like, oh, no, buddy. I, I'm, I'm, you know, family day today it is. And, and then he's, you know, okay, great. Happy walking off. I'm like, oh, you forgot your little dagger in my heart. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Here's all right. Dagger back. So there's that, like, you know, you have the guilt yeah. you feel over like the 20,000 projects you didn't get to yet for the, mm-hmm. the business. Mm-hmm. And then you have the guilt of like, oh my God, I'm not, you know, I'm working Saturday morning, even though, you know, that's when people are sleeping in, they're on their devices and happy as clams. I should feel guilty about it, And yet you do. You do. You, know? you do. Yeah. Um, you know, because you know, I know I have family time built in. You have to mm-hmm. do that. You have to be cognizant of it. But it's so hard, that balancing act. Now you got little ones. Well, I do, I do, and so sometimes what I'll do is, I mean, there's the opportunity on the weekend. Like, it, I don't typically do a ton of work on the weekend. If I need to, it's like I'll, uh, well, I have the mobile thing going too, so I have my tablet. And like some days at the end of the day or on a really busy afternoon or evening, I will bring the tablet up to the kitchen table just so that I am on the same level as everybody else, right? And if something goes on or if if a child needs something or if my wife needs help, it's like, okay, I'm just going to close the tablet and go do this thing, right? And And come back to it. And I was doing that recently where I said to my wife, I'm like, it's been an insane day. I have like three more things to do and then I'm coming up and I'm going to be present. And I actually use that word. I'm like, I'm going to be present and we'll do dinner. We'll do bed. We'll make sure the dog is good to go. And then I'm going to go back downstairs for a little while because I know that she, when we have our time in the evening, we're just sitting watching TV or she's reading a book. She's okay with, you know, she wants her time. You know, the kids are in bed and and, and it doesn't need to be necessarily like interacting with me and asking me all these pointed questions and having, you know, conversation she just wants some downtime. So if I'm in the basement, or even if I'm there, but I'm on my my tablet, like getting some emails done or getting ahead on something, that's okay. But the fact that like, it's just that I'm there, 
physically, right? Which is why I love the, the ability to be able to work from home. And I, I've had practice with that from building Cardinal. And, you know, and, and there were days that I was like down there in the basement at my office, like 12 hours a day, or that I was out, I was at events or this or that. Um, and that happens sometimes. And she gets that. And thankfully, the kids sort of get that, that, you know, dad's coming home, might be a little bit later, but he's coming home. And um, they, but it's funny, because now the question from my, my three-year-old is, She'll come down the stairs and she'll be like, you done working? I'm like, ugh, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're gonna like use I that know, and you're looking me. at me with that cute face, like, yeah, what do you want to do? She'll come, do- she'll come over and go, do you want to play with me? I'm like, oh my God, yes, of course I want to play with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I guess, you know, there's that upside too, that yeah. y- yes, there's always doing concerns mm. but also when when we're lucky enough to we're remote first yeah you know yeah. and and for everybody not just us and that when you're in charge you know there is that flexibility so there's some stress that's relieved in that oh yeah At completely two o'clock three o'clock whenever i need to go and pick up the kids from school run them back get them to an appointment yep. whatever i don't feel it. i mean there's still some level of stress but it's not as stressful mm-hmm. it's like Okay, there's that trade-off. It's yeah. like, okay, now I can be there for them and not feel like I'm robbing the business yeah. because it's not going to take me as long. Yeah. I can still deal with that. And I know I can make up for it when they're in bed, you know, yeah. or, you know, they're, or in the morning. Whatever, yeah. You know, yeah. so... It is a balance. It is a balancing act, and it's it a is. tough one. And you know how I sometimes get through the balancing act? Vodka? Uh, yes. <laughs> but what I was going to say... <laughs> What I was going to say, because I wanted an awesome segue, uh, was coffee. Oh, yes, coffee, (laughs) sorry. Vodka, too. But, hey, listen, our guests this week are Ryan and Leah Connor, founders of Manchester-based Critical Mass Coffee. Leah, a pharmacist by trade, currently works in the startup space in health tech and supports Critical Mass in marketing and design. Ryan, a former water treatment professional for the past 20 years, heads all of operations and business development. Their passion for science and engineering has played a large role in how they run the business, starting from the name itself to how they roast, create unique blends, and how they find innovative ways to package and drink their coffee. Ryan, Leah, and Critical Mass were vendors at our Made in New England Expo in December and are joining us in just about a week at the Made in New Hampshire Expo in downtown Manchester on April 14, 15, and 16. Ryan and Leah, welcome to our little circus. Hello. (laughs) How are you? It's so nice to have you. Nice to be here. Uh, Thank you. Well, we're glad you're here. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, And... I think maybe a great jumping off point for this is why coffee? <laughs> Whether or not that's a simple question, I don't know. That's for you to answer, though. Oh, boy. You want to uh, take this one? Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I was guilty of the Dunkin' Donuts for a long, long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, two medium regulars a day. And uh, <laughs> we took a couple of trips out west. Um, we were in Colorado and Montana and we had, a we had some coffee out there and it was, uh, unbelievably good. And when we came back here, we were just so disappointed, um, that we, <laughs> we basically started, uh, hobby roasting. Cool. Um, in our garage, I bought a little, uh, two pound or two, 
two and a half pound hobby roaster. Oh wow! Um, and started kind of messing around in the garage yeah. and making our own coffee at home. And from there, we grew the beginning stages of our company. Yeah. Wait, wait yeah. a second. So the two-pound roaster, the story of that. Is... <laughs> wait, did the two-pound roaster get a She's lot like, bigger? Wait, wait, we skipped uh, over a step. It was, it was a little expensive. Uh, it was a lot of expensive, and it was a um, middle, it was like a late-in-the-night purchase, kind of like up at night doing oh some God. research, and then a message to me that I then received in the morning like, hey, I purchased this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> I texted I, her from across the road. From, yeah. yeah, I was sleeping, and then I woke up, and I'm like, okay, we're doing this. Because we had <laughs> talked about it for a while. Like you said, like, we went out west. We have, you know, there's a lot of a lot of small coffee shops mm. out there. There's, mm-hmm. They don't really have, like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Dunkin' Donuts, the Starbucks, the, the bigger names. Um, so we really enjoyed that, that small, you know, coffee shop experience. There are, also, there are small coffee shops out here, but it's not as in an abundance mm-hmm. um, and is easy to acquire good coffee. So, yeah. Uh, Yes, that's kind of the story of the uh, wow. the small roaster. <laughs> but so you guys, you're not a coffee shop, right? We should tell our listeners that. But you are wholesaling, so you have your own your own brand. Um, tell us kind of the story of developing this brand and and really what it is. It's organic coffee. You're roasting it yourself, right? Uh, tell us that story and what really critical mass is for you. Sure, sure, yeah. So. Um when we went from hobby roasting in our garage and mm. decided to commit to the larger scale of things. You had to um, buy another roaster. We did. That we was had, not a middle-of-the-night purchase. I'm awfully picky about the things that we purchased for the cool. business. So That's we had though. a we had a uh, roaster custom-built for us. Oh, wow. Um, and that arrived in March of 2020. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Hold, up. Hold up. Before supply chain was an issue. Yeah. Well, the, the manufacturer actually called us and said, hey, look, we're closing our facility for X amount of months. Um, you can either take your roaster now or you, you, we're not sure when you'll get it. So wow. we said send it now, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got that one up and running around August of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point... Um, we sat down, Leah and I sat down and started discussing, you know, what what are we going to do uh, about a cafe or selling coffee? Mm. And it was out of the question. There was no way that we would be able to sustain opening a cafe. Um, <clears throat> so we pivoted the company into an e-commerce platform. Mm-hmm. And um, we committed at that point to be fully organic um, just because of the ethics behind good coffee. Yeah. Um, and it did well enough to keep us in business throughout the pandemic. It was uh, it was an interesting year and a half um, for us, for sure. Did um, you have any sort of customer base from like the home roasting that you were doing, or or were you building this like on the fly? It was the building the plane on the way down oh, <laughs> kind of scenario. Wow. Yeah, it was, uh, we had a very small customer base, very small um, friend circle, um, local friends of hers uh, when you were working at uh, PillPack down in Manchester. Mm. Um, we had some customers there, but mostly it was it was just a, a launch the website and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wow. I I think uh, there's some more scene setting I want to say here. So at this point, is it the two of you? Do you have kidlets at this point? Oh yeah. We had uh, McKinley. We had. Actually. We did yeah. so. Kind of going back a little more. So yeah, please. The 
initial roasters happened after our daughter was born. And I think it changed having a child, I think changes, a, a, changes everything. Right. Mm. And, but with our daughter, she came very early and she was in the NICU for a long time. So oh, wow. it kind of like changed our perspective on like life and what's important and what makes us happy. Yeah. And that, that somewhat pushed us into being like, let's do something that we really like, and you know, enjoying life's too short. Mm. Like let's try and, you know, start something for our family. So Part of that decision at two in the morning was just like us as new parents, tired, but also like <laughs> our, tr- our our priorities changed at that point, yes. having gone through that with our daughter. Um, so yes, we had we had her, we got the smaller roaster, and that also kind of like pushed us into going to the larger roaster too, because Ryan was like, you know, I want to build this sustainable business yeah. for our children to enjoy and our children to be involved in. Nice. And that, that's when we're like, that's when I'm like, all right, let's do this. Like we're in, let's go, yeah, let's have the, fun. There and was that, a little bit of your inspiration. Yeah, there. yeah that yeah. kind of gets into the question I had, and maybe we can explore a little bit more because, you know, so I, you know, this is where I am in my mind. So, you know, two professionals, very different professions, high demand, not exactly easy. Um, and you've got a lot going on. You got a kiddo on the way. And it's the pandemic is now beginning. Yikes. There's a lot going on. Yeah. For a lot of people, that was like the moment uh, that a lot of us just went, I'll be in the corner rocking. <laughs> yeah, right, and right. I'll see you in a few months. And so you've talked a bit about, you know, these different things that help click. But I mean, really, what was that thought process along with those things that you mentioned that you went from a hobby that's, you know, I want good coffee and this is fun for me to do to like that life change. That's a huge thing. Ma people do hobbies. They may even think about what if, but they don't make that leap. So what, you know, in addition to like, all right, we're tired parents and now we want to have, you know, but but we're parents and life is changing and let's make our, our world better for our child, which I totally get. That's awesome. But what else went into that that mindset click to, that's a radical shift. Yeah. You know, just yeah. Yolo. Uh, you know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's it. Is there a mic we can drop yeah. anywhere? There you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, there... W- we have a little girl and a little boy, four and two. Um, and you know, the business, uh, that we built, uh, in our building, um, you know, we, we wanted to have a shared vision of a hundred year business. So, uh, uh the main goal is the longevity of the company mm-hmm. and, and generational, um, growth. So it was really, um, it was really a decision on our part that was, uh, like, you know, this the coffee's really cool. Um, the coffee that we have, and I'm, I may be biased, is fantastic. Um, I need but, it for two kids. <laughs> yeah, we, we need this. <laughs> we need this. Need and, and um, you know, it, as our children get older, it would be really cool to have something to offer them uh, if they want to get into and become interested in and enjoy. And uh, we thought that uh, a coffee company would be great for that scenario and we love it too so it's i mean it's kind of works out so (laughs) even even more so too like ryan ryan's been an entrepreneur for he's like for 
probably since you were a ch- child, he was mm. selling like golf balls at the golf course. That, like, <laughs> oh, you People that like hit the ball yeah. and he went and found it and <laughs> sold it back to him for a dollar. So like yeah. he's always been the entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, uh, the wild ride. There's an, there's definitely an entrepreneur inside me, right? We're, mm. we're doing this, mm-hmm. but I think I've, for me, I've always liked to be challenged. Uh, and there's no shortage of challenge in having two children running a business. So like uh, yeah. Ryan pushed me to like, if it wasn't for him, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have taken the leap. So like he's the risk taker and I've just now, I mean, and I'm enjoying it now where I'm like, this, this is great. Um, but if it wasn't for him, we'd, I wouldn't be doing that. So I'll that. say that. Yeah. that. You know, they it's sometimes say like, what is it? Like behind every successful man is a successful, even more <laughs> successful woman. But I would say that it's probably not behind. It's probably next to in this side by side. Yeah. 100%. You need, yeah. you need each yeah. other, obviously. You yeah. need a risk taker and a, yeah. and a level-headed mom, as it were. <laughs> we, uh, we work really, really well together. We, uh, you know, when, when, when I first started uh, opening the facility and working at the roastery and she was at home, uh, at that point, I think you were working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would go in and I was still working full time for two years. Mm. Um, so I would go, I would get up at 2 a.m., go into the roastery, work till seven or eight in the morning, go to my full time job. Oh my God. And then get out in time to pick the kids up from school because wow. she had them all morning mm-hmm. and then brought them to daycare. Mm-hmm. And that's enough for one person. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> it day. Is. So doing it that twice indeed. a day would be, you know, it wouldn't be a good teammate. So you thought. I'm not getting enough sleep as is a parent. Yeah. Let's oh, push God. that limit you know, more. <laughs> I, think, I think our biggest fight during that time was at 2 a.m. Hearing we because you know we don't we don't just have grounds coffee. We grind our own. So at 2 a.m. Oh the coffee I had to grinder, have fresh coffee every day, right? <laughs> we I think that so, was our biggest fight. Where I'm like, can yeah. you grind it the night before? And he was like, no, no I cannot. No. And I'm like. It's so loud though when our kids wake up, and he's like, "I'm so sorry." So uh, quiet as a mouse upstairs. As soon as that grinder goes, we, the whole house wakes up. We started. Up. Oh we God. got a we got a different grinder, which was quieter. Like pushed into a corner. We got we pushed into a corner. <laughs> we put a blanket over it, like no joke. Like that was our biggest fight during the time. Because for me, I'm like, he's getting up at you know before 2 a.m. You're leaving at 2 a.m. He's working all day, and he's like doing all this work. I'm not going to deny him his fresh coffee, so. <laughs> However, however, I also do not want children up at two in the morning. So then you get to a point where if you keep getting woken up at a certain time and you just like sleep through it, we got to that point and life was good. So now he grinds it it at the office. Okay. Yeah. I I started to just wait till I got in and me. I want to, I want to kind of um, go back to one of the, these sort of elements of this business. Um, When I first met you both at Made in New England, um, I saw the, the marketing, the branding in the booth that you brought there. Um, And my first thought was, who the hell are these people? This company must be awesome. Because it just, I mean, like the name, the branding, the science, you know, kind of uh, imaging and all of that. I was just like, this is legit. This is so cool. Um, Thank you. Thank so you. I, yeah. I love it. I love. I'm, I'm also really partial to the color blue and, and different shades of blue. And so I was like, "Ooh, this is really, really nice." Is that you, Leah? Is that your doing? And your is that where your experience comes in and, and your expertise? You know, I wish I could take credit for that, um, but we have an awesome um, designer um, that Ryan found and. Um, she's she's been working with us from the beginning so she's kind of helped us come up come up with those designs Mm. um 
So I wish I could take that. Yeah, but you've got a good member of your team, as it were. We right? exactly. It's all about the team. Yeah. It's yeah. all about the team. So you know, she's been awesome. Collaborative effort, though. Leah can take some credit. The uh, the color choices, the logo, mm-hmm. um, the name. We kind of worked on that together um, with our designer um, and bounced three different ways there for a few months. Yep. To to really nail that down. Yeah. Trust the yeah. process. Right. Yeah. Fun fact. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the logo is not uh, caffeine. It's not the caffeine logo. It's oh. actually, so this is the pharmacist in me, right? Yes, right. It's <laughs> chlorogenic acid, uh-huh. which is the, which helps with, which is like the good part about coffee. It okay. helps with like glucose regulation. So caffeine gives you the energy, but it's really the chlorogenic acid, which is like the, the best part about the coffee. So that cool. is where the logo is from. So of course, all of our listeners need to pull over if you're driving. <laughs> Or, you know, go back to your desk or pull out your smartphone and go to their website and see what we're talking about because that that's it. And that is – I love backstories of, of branding and, and logos and marketing. That is so cool. Thank we've, you for sharing that. We've made it look prettier, so it's not – Yeah, it's a little yeah. broken yeah. down. So yeah. if you're like right. – the yeah. scientists out there, guys, it's not yeah. exactly, but it's we very, gonna, very yeah, – You're going to get a bunch of emails that say, well, wait a that second. So no dirty <laughs> posts on Facebook, okay? We've owned it. So – one of the things I'm curious about too is though a lot of people launch businesses during the pandemic, um, you know, had that change of life moment. Um, but that wasn't an easy time to do it. I mean, especially when you're building a new business, it's all about networking and finding partners and finding customers. And now you're trying to do that in a contactless world. Mm. Um, so was there advantages to starting we did and or challenges and how did you build your business and find the vendors and the sourcing you need and your customers during this time? Oof. That was a, that was a hard year. It was, it was really difficult. It was uh, very low contact. I was the only one mm-hmm. in the roastery uh, every day. Um, and I would say at that point, like 90% of our product was shipped um, throughout the country. So we, pivoted to our e-commerce site Mm -hmm. um, and managed to build a a following um, in LA and Seattle and Denver, Chicago, New York, Bank. Yeah. All the the larger cities um, started buying coffee from our website and we were, we were shipping it to them. Because remember, this is the pandemic, so everything right. closed. So they right. can't go downstairs to their local coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, if I'm going to brew at home, I, I want you know organic specialty coffee. And that's kind of what and we... And shout out to USPS and UPS for not ever stopping. Yeah. <laughs> through the... Yeah. <laughs> Essential through services. Through the pandemic, Those because were, that would have been... Yeah. 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 So you're building this business, but you're entering... One of the most saturated competitive markets that are out there. Like we're Americans, except for you know weirdos like me who are a tea drinker. But I heard we, that we, we, mm-hmm. we brought mm-hmm. you some tea. There might yeah. be something in it for you. I, do, I yeah. love it. So you know, but um, you know, so you're entering this hyper competitive market that takes a lot to differentiate yourself. So what is it about your blends and the what you do that is helping you to stand out? And how did you? Find a way into this marketplace. Got it. Yeah. So 100% organic when we started. That's something that Ryan and I were very um, like hard on where we were like, there's, we're only going to do organic coffee. There's a couple of reasons behind that. Number one for us, 
organic coffee, you're, it's easier to find those sustainable and ethical farmers. Most, If you're organic, you're usually doing sustainable and ethical practices. Um, and number two, organic coffee does not have pesticides in it. Mm. Pesticides in general, so a lot of coffees that you drink, when you get that kind of bitter aftertaste, it's because they are over-roasting it to get rid of the pesticide. Ooh. Yeah, you know, and then heartburn, headaches, everybody thinks it's from caffeine. I think, I happen to think that it's a combination of maybe coming down from caffeine, which I am not really, I don't really believe that, but I also think it's from the... <laughs> because you never come down from the... <laughs> from the exactly. Yeah, never. Exactly. I'm exactly. All day long. All day long. <laughs> all day long. Um, <clears throat> I think it has a lot to do with the contaminants that are in the mm. coffee itself. Um, having stomach issues after drinking coffee or, um, like I said, heartburn or headaches or anything like that, um, I truly believe has a lot to do with uh, the pesticides and the inorganic compounds that are added to coffee during the growing phase, cultivation. Okay. So we've established sort of where this brand has come from, a little bit about the, uh, the, the naming of it and, and um, your, your organic coffee of top quality, um, your wholesaling. So that is, so are you doing subscription? You're doing mostly through your website or are you also distributing to stores to be sold? What's the, what's that looking like right now? Yeah. So a little bit of both, a little bit of everything now. Yeah. We've, uh, we have, uh, partners in distribution. Um, we have retail partners. Mm -hmm. Um, we have wholesale buyers, cafes, restaurants, um, hotels, um, online, I mean, we have really spread out to all the all the parts um, that we were looking for, and now the goal is to expand from that. Nice. Yeah. How uh, well you both have different backgrounds, but do you have you know advisors in the business that were in consumer packaged goods, in coffee, uh, you know, in distribution for that matter? I mean, it's probably a lot to like figure out bit distribution channels and all of this other stuff. So. Are you, you know, just out on the internet reading and studying and learning this yourself, or are you, um, are you working with folks who may be, you know, in this industry already and be able to lend some help? You know, I wish I could talk to more other roasters mm-hmm. uh, and and pick their brains, um, but no. Okay. Um, oh, so right. you know, a lot of a lot of the uh, a lot of the education that we've gotten as yeah. far as sourcing and um, packaging and uh, distribution sure. and logistics has all really come from us just working in it. And nice. And Ryan also reads a lot. <laughs> ah, see, that's that's yeah. crucial a here. Lot. That's crucial. Yeah, he does yeah. a lot of research. Nice. Yeah. So nice. we spend some time uh, researching and and creating the model that we're looking for. Yeah, and yeah. you've. Even since, what, a few years ago now, you've grown this business. Um, what is it looking like right now? You've got multiple employees, yes? We have, so the majority of our employees are contract. Okay. Um, so we, we do a lot of subcontract work where mm-hmm. um, our design, our marketing, um, a lot of our sourcing, everything is, is done by a, a contract employee. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them employees. I would sure. call them partners. Sure. Yeah. 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 Takes the volatility nice. out. That's that for us. Like we're yeah. trying to build a sustainable business. Well, how can we do that? That's Take the I mean, Scaling a yeah. business through the pandemic was hard enough and trying to hire and maintain that, uh, would have been near impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Wow. Yeah. 
sustainability and ethics, these are obviously a big part of the, not only the business model, but the brand and, and, and what you're putting out there is to what people are buying into. But can you talk about what does that mean um, for your customers? You know, what, what is sustainable, ethical coffee and, and, and why does that make a difference? I, I, you know, you can make some points on this, but I, I think, I think the, the real term that I like to use is traceability, mm-hmm. um, traceability of the product, uh, where it came from, uh, where it started its journey, uh, the team or the farm and the people that are behind it. Um, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of information out there on what's called greenwashing. Mm-hmm. And the words sustainability and ethical farming has really taken a beating through that uh, process. So I've kind of shifted my thoughts towards traceability. Um, the products that we bring into our warehouse have full traceability. Um, so if there's ever a case where anybody wants to know where the farm is or the source is or the origin, mm-hmm. we have full transparent traceability. Wow. Wow. We like always, that. yeah, a big thing is we, I always, I mean, we always say you can always feel good about what's in your cup with us. And that's like true to the source. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is, you know, we're, we're working with farms that actually treat their employees well. There's a really cool farm that we work with um, that during the harvesting, harvesting season, they bring in the harvesters, but also all of their families. And then they give them health care, they give them proper housing, and then they pay them a very fair wage. So that's like, we, I feel when I drink that coffee, I feel, you know, I'm supporting that farm and I feel really great about it. Um, and then also we work with, um, we partner with the Smithsonian to have a bird-friendly coffee. So a oh, lot wow. of, you know, conventional coffees, um, they're sun-grown and part mm. of sun-grown, you kind of have to level the rainforest to make because that's coffee grows quicker when there's no you know shade right for us a lot of our coffee is shade grown so we're ensuring that the population of like birds and Mm -hmm. wildlife that are there stay there so we're not like we don't support farms that just go out and like level rainforest so like ryan's saying it's traceability we know exactly where it's coming from Mm -hmm. and then from there we vet out like how does this farm treat their employees and then how does this farm treat the environment as well so have yeah. you been um, Have you been able to visit any of those farms? Oh, I wish. Oh, <laughs> it's coming up in the future. Soon, in the future. Soon, okay. Soon, okay. Soon. Yeah. I'm just. I'm fascinated you know, we, by that. Remember, yeah. we yeah. were talking about two young kids, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, met, I, what I know, should have said is, have you been just able to opening up? Right. Yeah. Have you been able to like, go pandemic. out to dinner together? <laughs> right? I go to the coffee farm. Right. Have you had coffee together? Right. Yeah. Good point. Care? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll start with the basics, and then eventually you'll go to the coffee farm. Right. Right. My goodness. Yeah. One thing I do know about coffee drinkers, they are very passionate when they describe the, their coffee. So can you talk about the flavors and what's the palate experience that you're giving people? Oh, boy. Yeah. So This is, this is you right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, when when we first launched the website, I, I built the original website myself at night um, before we had it rebuilt with our designer. And we had 31 origins or varieties um, available. It was sort of a beta test. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I didn't like all of them. Uh, there's a few that I really, really liked. So it, it tended basically the way our, our coffee selections have come around was, well, really what I like. 
Um, but it was sort of like a modern approach to it. We didn't want to have the standard like uh, chocolate coffee that tastes like, you know, X or Y. Or mm. mm-hmm. I wanted a, a full spectrum of different flavors like and different watermelon. tastes. Yeah, I mean, we have what? so we have yeah. some. Yeah, we have, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> cool. We have some high altitude coffees that are uh, that you open the bag and it it just smells like fruit. Uh, it drinks. It has a little uh, flavors of caramel in it. Um, you get a lot of strawberry aftertaste. Like it's just you know very different, very unique, um, which also becomes hard to find. But we we <laughs> that's for us to worry about. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's a sourcing issue on our end. Um, so, you know, we wanted to take an approach where we had, you know, there were some fundamental coffees that are very good. Uh, they are chocolate vanilla, and they're low acid. They're just great, great coffees. But we also wanted to have coffees that really excite the palate and change people's idea of coffee. Um, and I think we've done a really good job at get, oh, yeah. getting our, yeah, getting the full spectrum. We like to, our approach is like, we will try anything and we like to get weird with things where it's like, wait, <laughs> yes. did you, are you getting like kiwi out of this? Like, what are you <laughs> <gonna get?"> <laughs> <laughs> so when, when people this. drink our coffee, it's not yeah. just like the standard, mm. like, you know, this so, is darker coffee. Yeah, this one is of, like, yeah. One of our favorite like. things to do is, you know, when we meet people and they've had one coffee, like, uh, say, for instance, our uh, Costa Rica. Mm. And they're like, you know, that one's really good, but I'd like to try something different. It's like, well, you can, like, go to the other side of the planet with flavor by trying the Kintamani that we have because mm. it tastes like watermelon and it's got caramel notes and it's just like a whole nother cup of coffee for our Drinkers. Yeah. yeah, we source. So like the way we source too is we source from all over the coffee belt. We don't just stay in one region. So nice. We we try to get the the whole kind of palette. Yeah. Um. Talk to us about your product line right now. Um. There's coffee and there's also tea, and um. I saw on your website that there's this um. You're utilizing or or uh this pour over to go technology. So tell me, tell us about all of that. Maybe we'll get in a little bit deeper to some of it. Who knows? All right, I'll start. <laughs> you can. So uh, we'll start with the pour over because that's yeah. one of my favorite ones. Um, so when we first started, everyone was like, hey, do you guys have K-cups? And like a big part of critical mass is, you know, being sustainable. And unfortunately, we, we couldn't really find sustainable K-cups. Mm, right. Um, but we always were like, we have to find something for the person that's like traveling or hiking or mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like just they just need one or maybe they just want one cup in the morning. Right. And so, you know, doing a lot of research, Ryan doing his like, I don't know, 200 pages a day of reading wow. stuff. <laughs> uh, we found this company that has um, completely biodegradable uh, pour overs and um, so it's it's single serve. You open it up and you kind of you tear the top and mm-hmm. then you put it on top of the cup. You get your hot cup of, of water so you can literally do it anyway. If you're for the hikers out there, this is great. If you're at the top of a mountain, you know, you get some hot water, pour it over your dynamic blend pour, over, take a picture, send it to us. No. Ah, <laughs> see, I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing. But, um, but it, it's single serve <laughs> and, it, and it's like and they can, it's biodegradable. Right. So. Um, we, we, we needed something like that for people that are traveling. If you go to a hotel, I know that they give you free coffee, but is it that great of free coffee? So you can yeah. bring your, you know, your favorite yeah. dynamic blend there. So we have that piece um, That's cool. that we know we have. We, we, we take those everywhere we go. I too. bet you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, right in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm the biggest buyer. 
<laughs> you're like the James Bond of yeah. coffee now. Where you're like, oh, I wish I had coffee. Zing. I, got, I, got, I got Allow you. me. I have it. <laughs> um, and then uh, there's, and then the other piece is like, you know, if you go to in the stores, there's there's the market for like canned coffee. You know, mm. you see those like yeah, canned. RTD has really shown some serious yeah. growth. RTD is yeah. ready to drink for uh, those okay. that don't okay. know oh, RTD. Oh, that kind of can. I was thinking like the old like Folgers can of oh, coffee, no. but no, okay. no, 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 no yeah, ready, ready to drink um, nice. in the can. So we have seven varieties now. So we have uh, three coffees and four teas, two of which are decaffeinated, um, in the can, ready to go. Um, and we have quite a few um, in the journal that we're preparing to release over the next probably year or two. Oh, wow. We have an awesome yeah. partner. We work with a, a really, another cool startup um, that partners with us. So we've we've had a lot of fun coming up with like new new varieties with them. So it's And it's, they're partnering in what way? Are they just canning or are they- There are, are they, yeah. So oh, they-, okay. they uh, basically manage our production. So nice. um, we'll give them our product and then they call us when the cans are ready and we go get them. And Ready to Drink really has been changing the whole Huge. drink marketplace. I mean, from alcoholic beverages um, and, and, you know, ready to pour cocktails and all that. Sure. And now into coffees. So do you see this as a big part of the future of the company moving forward? You can't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I see it as a good way to diversify. Um, and I see it as it has a lot of potential and it can go uh, into a lot of places. But um, coffee will always be our number one. I mean, no matter what, it will always be, you know, good, solid, organic coffee, like good, great coffee. So what the, are your best sellers? Oh, what, what, what flies off? You the... know, it really depends on the year. Or the time of year, you know, what, what month it is. So in the winter, we tend to sell more dark roast coffee. Um, in the summertime, it gets a little lighter. Um, huh. You know, it's it seems to kind of hit all all varieties. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been, it's been I, I watch that, you know, yep. and I track that. And it's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that you're that kind yeah, of it's, you, it, yeah. you know, yeah. you see, you see things come and go and you see, uh, people's tastes change and, um, you, obvi we obviously try to cater to that, um, to stay relevant. So it's, you know, you never know. We, we do have one seller that's all, it, from right out of the gate. It's been like top three, um, best-selling coffees that we've ever had. And that's our lady bird, um, Bali. Cool. Which is a fantastic, smooth, low acid. It's just been like the most popular. Yeah, that's for, right. Forever. Single origin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It has nothing to do with our name, by the way. Everything else is like dynamic blend, quant, you know, we have quantum. <laughs> Ladybird for us, I, it, first of all, we knew it was a female because she was, it was just too good. Uh, <laughs> of and then, I love that. And then, the, I love that. And then Ladybird came, and, and we will always keep Ladybird uh, yeah, in our lineup. Is, Never, and we won't change the name. So It's nice. a great, great coffee. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then um, our blend is Dynamic Blend, I'd say. That's Ryan. That's fan. Yeah, that yeah. one. Ryan, Ryan nailed it on that one. Nailed it. Very nice. I've got a question, though, for you about water. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> we know you do I coffee. Don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever had water before. I have oh, never. <laughs> it's quite the thing. You should try it. It's um, a liquid. Well, in your bio, we said you're a former water treatment professional. There yep. are some people that will say that, yes, the coffee makes the coffee, but mm. that the water 
makes the coffee. You're so right. So what what is it about that? Talk me through this. And and um, what are you doing at home? Are you like the king of water filtration and all of that too? Or so I'm I'm a <laughs> yeah Fiji. I'm a uh, third generation uh, in that industry. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, my grandfather. Um, started a business uh, in the 60s, I believe, hmm. specializing in municipal water treatment systems. Oh, wow. So um, I am actually the third gen and possibly the last because I'm in coffee now. And okay, now you've done it. Yeah, right? it's over. Jeez. <laughs> um, but water plays such a huge role in the flavor of mm. everything. Um, beer, um, mm-hmm. you'll find that uh, some of the best beer comes out of regions of the U.S. where the water quality is really high. Um, same goes with coffee. Uh, we, we have to use spring water in our coffee because I'm, I can – if you live in the city, you might get uh, chlorine or – Oh, yeah. Or Manchester, they use, um, they use ammonia, in fact. And oh, they use chlor- uh, chloramine. Hmm. Um, so that's a mixture of chlorine and ammonia. And, and it's still good it, to it, drink, though, guys. It's very safe. It's actually it's been awarded. Yeah, some, some of the cleanest water are best water in the United States. But it can drastically affect when heated um, mm-hmm. to a certain temperature. It can drastically affect, affect the flavors of your coffee. So we use spring water. Um, and, yeah, I have a filter. In my ho- I have lots of filters in of the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first, like, I didn't get it. I'm like, why do we need to go and get spring water? Like, why are we – because it's expensive. I'm mm-hmm. like, let's cut some costs. And he's like, no, we, we can only use spring water. And, and at our house, yeah, we have filters and Fiji water is uh, – come over <laughs> so your house. You've been converted. Yeah. Uh, oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am such a water snob now. now well, I was going to say there is a different flavor in, you know, in, in water depending on the Not source, everyone but. can tell. Uh, you, can you tell? Uh, like when you're drinking water, when oh, you're like, yes. oh, this water is awesome. Yes. Or like this water yes. is not so awesome. Right. right. We are not <laughs> yeah. sponsored by Fiji, but I will say that that is one of the ones that I can tell yeah. when I, you know, when I drink that, it's it's like softer on the tongue. And all it's good. That. See? Yeah. See? It's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Aren't I, you glad I asked you about water? I had no idea. I was like, <laughs> I was just like, I need to hydrate myself. I'll just drink water. And then he came into my life and now I'm a water snob. So. <laughs> Love it. Well, speaking of being in each other's lives, I mean, you are very intertwined now. I mean, it's one thing to be married and parents and all that, and then your business partners on top of it, and they're Little fist, fist bumping. Pump. Yes, <laughs> I uh, mean, and she exploded at the end of the fist bump. Fist bump too. You're so going good. to what year three of this venture now? Three, four, five. Well, five years. Five. It was 2018 wow. oh, when we formed yeah. the company, but yeah. uh, three. This is this would be our third year, sort of in our committed scaling. Yeah. And you yeah. obviously still like each other. So let's talk We're a bit friends. about, <laughs> well, that's, that's what you want to hear. But I mean, there is a balancing act when it's one thing to be a partnership in life. And it's another thing when that partnership expands into business, because there's all different new pressures that come into it and challenges and having to work together in different ways. Can you talk about how you're making that work and making sure family life and business life and all that is meshing? You know, we are both uh, high intensity, um, <laughs> like full throttle type a, kind of people. Very type A. Structured. So it's we just do our jobs, and, yeah, <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. it works. And uh, we don't really argue about anything, like ever. No, no. sometimes <laughs> I mean my my other my corporate life. I've 
I manage like larger teams. So mm-hmm. there's some times where he's like, uh, you're not managing me. We're a partnership and, and kind of. <laughs> <laughs> there are those times where, yeah. Sometimes there's an overlap. Yeah, an overlap with the with the Stop methods. talking to me like I'm a, you know, yeah. like yeah. I'm in business. Come on, come on back to, to our like, planet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I think we, we just, we find, we make sure we find time to like laugh and just have fun and just enjoy. Like if any, if there's a point where, you know, we're stressed or upset, like we'll, we, this is so cheesy. Sorry, I'm sharing this, Ryan. But we, he'll be like, we'll be like, let's dance, and then we'll just like dance <laughs> to each other, and like, we'll, you know what I mean? Like, we I just, knew I liked you we guys. just yeah. know okay. when to just take that break. You have to yep. know when to just take that break and say, like, all right, me worrying about it right now and obsessing over it right now, it's not going to change anything. Like, mm-hmm. live in the moment. And I, again, it goes back to when we had our daughter, and we both realized that we cannot control everything that goes on. Uh-huh. And she taught us a lot because, <laughs> she, you know, she was in the As NICU for months. Mm. Like we didn't, we went home without our child and we, and it Oof. was such a hard time, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it changed us forever for the good. We, well, we learned it, a lot. You know, it helps, it helps that we're I'm absurdly passionate about our business. Mm. So, I mean, it's, I, I call it my sanctuary when I go in there. Oh, yeah. It's like, Ryan loves uh, going I, I just love, I love going to work. It's, it's key. That's the way it should be. It's key. Right? That's the way it should be. So a lot of, <laughs> uh, uh, any abrasiveness or anything that may be present just is gone. It's, we, we work together really yeah. well because it's a, it's, it's a all passion. about perspective too, mm-hmm. where he's yeah. like, you know, I'm stressed today, but hey, I'm doing my passion and, and what I love doing, like life's okay. Like it's, it's yeah, this right. is good. Yeah. 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 You're I'm, doing just fine. Right. Yeah. Just fine. Nice. Yeah. Just fine. Nice. So, um, what do you want for the future of critical mass coffee? You've talked a little bit about, you know, w- wanting to intentionally scale and things like that, but, um, what in your vision, uh, or in your eyes is the vision for this company in the future? Jeez. We finally stumped them. It's a great, yeah. it's a great, think, that's a great see, question. It's a great question. I think um, in, oh, you, no, go ahead. And anything ahead. that, I mean, you can take more specifics, but when we're like thinking about growth, I want to remain to be, I want us to remain to be very intentional about our growth and not mm. just grow to grow. Mm-hmm. So for example, in the beginning, it was really easy, easy for us to be like, oh, okay, let's not do organic coffee. It's much, much less expensive. We'll mm. see return much quicker. Or, sure. Hey, let's get into K-Cups. You know, everyone's asking for it. Let's, let's do that. And we, we've stayed true to kind of our, our branding and our mission. Mm-hmm. So whatever we do, and, and Ryan can share more, but I want to, for us, it's very important to maintain the, int- like the same intention and just kind of go back to our roots and remind ourselves, like we want to grow this organic specialty coffee business uh and just kind of go back to that so yeah yeah we want to be everywhere though yeah 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 Yeah. intentional and everywhere yeah lifestyle brand no uh love it yeah just i love her um you know that we'll we'll, hard to say because um we'll let it grow as far as it wants to go Mm -hmm. and we'll support it the whole way nice so it's kind of like whatever it takes growing coffee yeah, yeah. My yeah, my hope. We're, we're cultivating a business you here. Are, <laughs> you we are. have to, we have to feed it. So yeah. What would make me happy? And I know Ryan, you too. Is just like anyone saying the the name critical mass and being like, yes, you know, they're 
That's a really great company. Their coffee is consistent. It's amazing. I I feel good when I drink their coffee. Like (laughs) I want people to know that they can have critical mass coffee and they don't need to worry about where it's coming from, Mm -hmm. if it's safe, if it you know, if it's organic or not. I just want them to know that they can come to critical mass and have a an amazing cup of coffee. Also, you have our, our, you know, ready to drink teas, Mm. but just know that anything coming from critical mass is is the highest possible quality Mm. because that's what's really important to us. We know that you are intentional, I would say, in everything that you do. We, uh, and, and um, simply, I mean, in my mind, this is a company to watch. So we'll be watching, mind you, as will our listeners. Um, Hopefully, maybe they'll be buying some coffee too. We like that. Yeah, we do. Um, that. But free absolutely, delivery. absolutely a company to watch, free delivery. And um, <laughs> we are so glad that you uh, are so intentional about what you are doing, that you're enjoying what you're doing, and that you're sharing it with so many people. Uh, so thank you, Ryan and Leah Connor from Manchester-based Critical Mass Coffee. It's been an absolute pleasure to learn about you and your family and your story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you it was amazing. Awesome. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the stories and information you heard on today's podcast, find more by subscribing to Business NH Magazine or visiting businessnhmagazine.com. I'm Matt Mowry. And I'm Nathan Carroll. BizCast NH is a production of Granite Media Group. Granite Media Group.